Praise God. First Samuel, the 16th chapter and the 16th verse, Samuel 16 and 16. He said, let our Lord now command his servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass that when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand and thy shalt be well. Everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to preach to you a series that I started, and that's the steps to a victorious life in Christ. And this is one of them today. And this message today, I want to deal with learning how to play the harp. Jesus spoke these words. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I am come that you might have life. Amen. And not just life, that you might have it more abundantly. It is the will of God to bless his people, for his people to be victoriously blessed in him. Amen. God, help us today that we would live the victorious life that God intended for his people and for his church. We talked about how that we cannot be made perfect in the flesh, that it's going to take the Spirit of God to work on our hearts. The second step to a victorious life was that we would begin with a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, that God would help us that every day of our life we need to get up. And just as certain as we take care of this old natural man, we need to take care of the spiritual man and our spirit. And our spirit needs to be cleansed every day of our life. Amen. All oh, the baggage and the weight that people carry from one day to the next when they should have gotten rid of it long, long ago. The next step to a victorious life we talked about and preached to you was that in making a good decision and how to make a good decision. Today, I want to preach to you, and that is we must learn how to play the harp. If we're going to live a victorious life, we must let God help us to learn how to play the harp. I read to you from my scripture text today, and it was given to us of a man uh, that was the king over Israel. In fact, he was the first king. His name was Saul. And Saul got crossways with God. And in doing so, he needed the, the help of God, of course. And uh, the only thing that he found that would help his spirit was this, that someone would play before him, play the harp. And the scripture said they, they went out to seek out a man that was cunning player on a harp and uh, that could play very well. And the scripture said that Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. And Saul sent to Jesse and saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. 
And it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Whenever David took this harp and began to play, then the evil spirit departed and God helped Saul and touched his spirit. And I think about David, uh, such a great man. He had been anointed as, as to be king over Israel. At this point, it's believed he was about 16, 17 years old. We know the story of David. Uh, we remember, you remember how that he got anointed, that whenever he got anointed, his father did not even think enough of bringing him to the celebration or the time that they would anoint one of his sons to be king. Jesse knew that they were going to anoint one of his boys uh, because David maybe was so young, he thought it certainly could not be David. And the Bible tells us even where David was at, that he was tending sheep uh, whenever uh, Samuel came to the house of uh, Jesse to anoint one of his sons, he was taking care of these sheep. Samuel had such a tremendous burden on his heart. He told Jesse, he said, Jesse, I will not sit down until you go and get this lad. Because he, he was puzzled by it when he got there and seen his boys all lined up. He said, this is, this is not right. How many times have we stepped across that line when we felt like something was not right? When if we would have been a little more patient. Now that was your first amen right there. Don't miss it. That's right. If we would have been a little more patient and just have waited upon the Lord, the, the hardest thing for me to do is to wait and uh, to wait upon the Lord. But, but Samuel, uh, walking with God for many years, his maturity uh, to draw from, no doubt, caused him whenever he could not feel good about those that were standing before him and he felt the urgency of the moment to do something. He said, I still can't do anything. And that's when he questioned Jesse and said, is there not another son? There's, there's something wrong here. And that's whenever uh, Jesse said, yes, there is one. He's just a lad. He's tending sheep. He said, well, I want to tell you one thing. I'm not going to sit down until you bring this lad. And brother, when that, that David came in, the anointing of God came up on Samuel. He took that oil. He poured it up on old David's head. He said, you're the one that God has anointed to be king over Israel. Well, we know from all these things, the scripture does not tell us, but somewhere on the backside of that uh, pasture, wilderness, wherever he was at, that he was tending those sheep. We know several things about him. One, the scripture does tell us that he killed the lion and he killed the bear. And because he told us that when he stood before that giant, he said, the God that's helped me do these will help me take care of the giant. 
You know, we need to remember that every day of our life. We need to remember that God took care of the lion and the bear. Why would he not take care of the giant that is before us? Amen. Yes, yes. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you for your... I wonder if you couldn't pray right now and say, Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. Thank you, God, for your goodness to us and your help. And so he, he remembered those things. And, and in fact, you know what the Lord Jesus told us to do? Somebody said, I've got a big old mountain before me. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said when you've got a mountain before you. He said, speak to the mountain and see mountain be thy removed and cast into the sea. Hallelujah. And if you believe and doubt not, he said it will come to pass. Well, how simple is that? You know what he was saying? Get up and go to a prayer meeting. Walk up and down the aisles of the church. Go to the house of prayer and say, Mountain, be thy removed and cast into the sea. I will not have this. I pray against this mountain. I rebuke this giant. Oh, help us today, God. Why would we faint? Why would we let the devil torment us? Why would we wear, become just filled with anxiety and it does no good? So with that in mind, we know that he was an awful good shepherd. Amen. He was, he was a fine shepherd. He told that bear in that line, you may have taken some sheep out of the neighbor's flock, but oh big boy, you're not getting one of these. Amen. I want to tell you that that's important. That is a very important point. You know what happens in life? The bear comes after your goods. And if you're not careful, you'll just give in and you'll just give in and you'll just, well, it's just one little old sheep. But I want to tell you, remember, when he gets the taste of blood, it's not going to be one little sheep. It's going to be two little sheep. And it's going to be three, and it's four, and five. So, so you just got to draw the line. You got to say, no, you're not going to get the first one. You're not going to do this to me. In Jesus' name, I'm going to pray. I'm going to get up early in the morning. I'm going to war against you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to believe God. Well, it was just one little job. It was just one little client. It was just one little situation. It just, just write it off. And before you're writing everything off and you're in trouble, you can't do that. You gotta be willing to fight the bear. You gotta be willing to fight the lion. You gotta value every sheep that God has put in your care. Everything that God has given you. Amen. You've got to take care of what God has blessed you with. Everything. Everything. Some it may not mean nothing to anybody else, but it already means something to you. Amen. It may look like a pile of junk. Your car may look like a pile of junk to other people, but that's my car. Amen. And I'm going to take care of what God has given me. I'm not worried about what he's given you. I'm worried about what he's given me. I want to be a good caretaker of what God has done in my life. Why don't everybody clap your hands to the Lord together and thank him out of your heart for his faithfulness. Amen. So we know all these things about David, that he did that in the pasture and he took care of those sheep. And another one thing that the scripture does not tell us, but, but it, it's clear that while he was in that pasture taking care of those sheep, he must have been practicing that heart. 
Amen. He must have been practicing. I don't think I'll ever need this, but I'm going to just go ahead. It's a challenge, and I've got time on my hands while the beautiful little sheep are grazing. I'm not going to waste my time and, and just fool it away, but I'm going to do something productive. We'll tell you, when you've got a lot of time on your hands, there's something wrong. Life's too busy and there's too much going on to have a lot of time on our hands and not how be productive. And this is, this is uh, what he must have done. And while he was sitting there watching, he must have learned uh, how to play the harp. He, perhaps maybe he wrote some psalms while he was sitting there. And anyway, what he didn't know, this would be the link that would bring him to the king's house. And for a while, he was in the king's house strictly because whenever they began to seek out a man who was cunning player of the harp uh, and one that uh, could please the king, it led them to the best in Israel. The best in Israel happened to be David. And oh, God, help us today and help our young men to excel in whatever God has put in your hands. You can do it. You can be victorious. So he learned to play, and, and it soothed and touched the heart of, of Saul. Help us, God. You know, I think today, of course, harps are not a very a popular instrument. I understand from Sister Jana Stanley, who plays the harp here in the church and, and has been blessed us a number of times with it, and others that have played, that it is one of the most difficult instruments to learn is to play the harp. And I've got brochures in my office now of some of the finest harps made in our country, in the world. And Lord willing, someday, we're going to have one of those big, beautiful harps in this church to be played for the glory of God. That's right. Amen. We're going to do it. But uh, it's a very difficult and hard instrument, they tell me, to play. And you, you may think, well, and, and certainly, now I, wouldn't, I would not be a candidate to learn to play the harp, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I don't, I, there's something wrong with my hearing. I don't hear sounds distinctly, and, uh, and it, it would just never work, I'm telling you. I could waste the rest of my life literally trying to play a harp. And, uh, you know, my brother, he's got some kind of ear for music. It wasn't long after he was in this church, and thank God he's in the church today. <laughs> Blesses me every time. Uh, he wasn't here long until he come to me and he said, Brother, you have got to get that piano tuned. That is a, a shame for a, a wonderful instrument like that to be sitting there out of tune. I said, Well, it sounds like it's in tune to me. He said, Well, I can tell you it is not in tune. I can hear them playing and, and hear just one note on there and tell it's not in tune. I guess all of y'all laughed at me, so y'all can tell. Can you? No, okay. Sounds like most of us are in the same boat, huh? But uh, he, he, so we, we've got a regular contract now, and a man comes every week, and, and he tunes that piano because we want the piano to be in tune. 
But I want to tell you one thing we do have, all of us really do have a heart. And uh, guess where it's at? It's this tongue. It's our mouth. We all have been blessed that can speak today to have a heart. I want to tell you what James had to say about this. First of all, he said, if any man like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. So the first thing we know if we're going to learn how to play this harp, that we just simply got to ask God, God, we need wisdom. I said, I believe it was last Sunday that you will, we would never get good enough within ourselves. Uh, you can make uh, certainly uh, some uh, steps in the right direction in, in learning things and, and uh, refining your personality and your spirit, but uh, I'm, it's unchecked until you get the baptism of the Spirit, until you become a new creature in Christ Jesus and the old things has passed away and behold, all things have become new. So I'm not here to just preach a Bible lesson today about just trying to improve yourself. I'm talking about as long along with that, I'm talking about the big side of that is that you pray every day and you start out. That's the reason I started this series of studies. First of all, is that you would start out with a right spirit. The first thing in, to get your heart tuned is you've got to get a right spirit. You cannot start out with a defiled spirit. And the only way you can get that right spirit is what the Bible says, that you shall receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. And that's why we repent of our sins. That's why we believe in the miraculous new birth of the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, baptism in his wonderful name, the name of Jesus. Thank God for it today. And that is the beginning. That brings you to the point, if you like wisdom then, I need help, God. He said, all you've got to do, James said, is just acknowledge it, recognize, you know what? I need to do better. I need to grow and I need to be what God wants me to be. And he said that he would give this wisdom to us freely. Everybody say freely. If we would just seek after it, James said, I'm going to give it to you freely. The next verse says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. The next eighth verse says, but the tongue can no man tame. Nobody. The Holy Ghost is the only thing can tame this. It's the Spirit of God. He said, it is an unruly evil and full of deadly poison. That's what's in our tongue. That's the power that's in our tongue today that it is absolutely full of deadly poison. He said, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield 
you can't yield salt water and fresh water at the same time. It's either going to be one way or the other. So God wants to help us with our heart today. God wants to touch our spirit. He said, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. How many in this building today you'd like to reach that perfection? And that is the challenge that is before us, is to learn how to live with people and not be offensive and not offend people with our tongue. And I feel such a burden for what I'm preaching today. I, I want to tell you, I, I thought as the Lord laid this message upon my heart, how many wrecked relationships, how many wrecked families and lives and friendships if, if somebody would have been careful and would have been careful with their tongue, it would have never happened. God help us. I think that makes it pretty important. What do you think? I think it makes it real important that we would have a study like this, that we would pray about this, and we would ask God, Lord, give me wisdom, amen, uh, that I would say the right thing at the right time. Give me help, God. Amen. I don't want to try to be both ways. I don't want sweet water and bitter water coming out of my mouth and, and fresh water and salt water. But I want, Lord, that that anointing of God is in my heart, in my life, that I manifest the right spirit. And it's manifest through our heart or through our tongue and through what we say. Now, Jesus one time was talking to a multitude, and he said, hear and understand. Two things. He said, hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. He said, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. You know, you can blame others for what's happened in your life if you want to, but that's not your problem. The prob you, you can take in the bad, you can hear the bad words, you can hear the bad things, you can hear people always complaining, you can hear people always criticizing others, you can hear people gossiping about somebody. And he said, that's not what defiles you. That, that won't mess you up what you hear. What messes you up is what you say, it's what comes out. So you know what that tells me? You can take it in bad. And if you're full of the Holy Ghost and walking with God and seeking after wisdom, when it comes out, to, it doesn't have to come out like somebody you've been listening to talk about somebody, but it can, you can stay, you can keep your mind clear, you can keep your heart clean, and you can speak the right things, and you can do the right things, and why don't everybody clap your hands? <laughs> David said, I said, I will take heed to my ways, that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle. Somebody said, I don't, you know, we're living in a day, there's no such thing as sin no more. I mean, what is, what is sin? There, there's just, there's no such thing. Well, but David said, you can even sin with your tongue. He said, so I'm going to keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Brother, while the wicked is there, I'm not going to sin with my tongue. I'm going to bridle my mouth. Another place he said, let the words of my mouth, 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Again, Proverbs, Solomon said, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? Again, Solomon said, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop but a good word maketh it glad. Somebody that's sad and down, God give you a good word for them. You can, when they're stooped and they're, they're troubled, amen, you can just take your harp and just play them a little song. And they just, all at once, they start brightening, brightening up. They're getting things looks brighter and they start looking around and they get to thinking, you know what? It ain't near as bad as I thought it was. And you have lifted up a heart because you just played them a little tune out of your spirit. Well, hallelujah. Are we not the light of the world? Are we not here to reach people? Are we not here to make a difference in our world? God, help us today. Give us that desire in our heart. What would happen if everybody in this church went out from this house today? And when you met the man at the service station, you just, you just strummed him a little music of happiness and goodness. And amen, it's a great day. It's a good day. And it's a good day to be living for God. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands? Oh, yes. Job said, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Teach me. You got to be taught to hold your tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Let me, let me, let me analyze how am I stirring up things. You know, you know, some people, uh, they, they, they just get so little done and they can stir up so much trouble. And the challenge is, is to get people to do what they need to do without stirring up their spirit very much. But usually it happens right reverse. We stir their spirit up real good, get them good and mad, and then they're aggravated the whole time they're doing it. Well, hallelujah. Help us, God. Job said again, how forcible are right words. How powerful when you can say the right thing. But what doth your anger reprove? Then Isaiah said, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. Now that's our prayer. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh mine ears to hear as the learned. Amen. God, he said, has given me uh, a word to speak in, in the right season to the person that is weary. God, in Jesus' name, touch us today, Lord. Speak through us. Help us in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Help us today to search our hearts and our spirits that we can please him and that we can, can be a witness to a lost and dying world. Help us, God, to learn how to play our harp that you have given us. Help us, even as we know this great truth, and thank God for the truth. And the Apostle Paul admonished us 
He said, don't be like children that's tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slighty of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. He said, don't be like children. Then he said, but speak the truth in love. Everybody say, speak the truth in love. He said, now don't be like children. Just everybody comes along, let them sweep you off your feet and move you around. But then he said, but speak the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And then he taught us how to practice on our heart. He said, speak to yourselves. Speak to yourselves. When's the last time you've ever you've talked to yourself? Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Go around with a song, playing a song to yourself. Amen. Playing a song to your, speaking to yourself in psalms and in hymns and making melody in your heart, rejoicing in the Lord. And then when you have done that, guess what happens? He said, let the word of Christ dwelling you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. First of all, you speak to yourself and you learn how to sing yourself and you learn how to praise and glorify God for yourself and for your own benefit. And then after you have learned how to play it for yourself and for your benefit, then it brings you to the place where you can teach and admonish others. Amen. In psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Play your heart to yourself, the goodness, the greatness, the blessings of God, and then the door opens that you can share those with somebody else and brighten their day and lift them up. Help us, God. Help us, God. I, on Fridays, I haven't been the last few uh, months, but usually on Fridays, I meet with a high school and I talk to them and I talk to them about things like this, that people don't really judge you by what you think they're going to judge you by. You're worried about the girls, the little curl falling just right, thinking that is going to make me a success or a failure. They worry about their hair, they worry about their clothes, even the color of their skin, their height, and all these things. But the world, when you get out of here, young people, that's really not what they're going to be looking at. They're going to be looking how well can you play your harp. You don't go to the mechanic worried about the mechanic's got red hair or he doesn't have any hair at all. You don't worry about the plumber, what color of hair he's got. All you're interested in, can he fix it? Can he do what he's supposed to do? Amen. So help us, God. We need to learn to play our heart the best. When we, I tell you, when we really learn to play the harp, it's whenever we really want somebody to do something that benefits us. People are not abrasive and rude and crude, and I promise you they're not. When they want somebody to do something for them that's going to benefit them. They're kind and they're polite and, and, and they're polished and they're careful what they say. 
if they're wanting to sell something or, or they're wanting to, uh, uh, children, they're, they're, brother, there's not better salesmen in the world than these children. I can guarantee you that. If they want to go somewhere and they just about, they think they just about got the parents on the hook. And man, you're talking about nice and polite and, and uh, bright eye and kind. Amen. And the right tone of voice. And, and they're never going to be sassy again. And they're never going to cause any more problems. Would you clean your room? Oh, yes, I'll be glad. Let me, I promise you, do as soon as I get back. And would you take, a, yes, I'll take you out the trash. And yes, yes, yes. Are they not good salesmen? Yes, sir, we all are. We all fit in that. But if it's not going to benefit us and we're not really interested in them, uh, you know, it's just, it comes out crude and rude and, and I'll just tell it like it is. And no, you don't tell it like it is if you're trying to get somebody to do what you want them to do. And you know how we are to live our lives? We are to live our lives every day. You know what happened then? You'd be good to the bone then. It wouldn't be a surface uh, well, hallelujah, just a veneer on you, but it would be all the way down to your heart. If you really love people, honor people, honor one another, and that's, that's so important. It's important in a church that people learn those things, that we honor one another, and, and we fine-tune our hearts. I'll tell you what, you talk about war and trouble breaking out, and that's when somebody gets on some of them sharp keys, and they're way up there on the high end of the notes, and they're plucking it, and boy, I mean, it sounds just like arrows piercing the, the air, going for a heart, and they're mad, or somebody way down on those bass notes, and they're plucking those bass notes, boom, 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 and they're trying to create fear in everybody's heart. Uh, hey man, oh God, help us today. Uh, help us today. Give us the right spirit. Uh, give us a heart that we can play for the glory of God. Uh, and let it not be occasional. And let it, let me ask you a question, young people. Let me give you some wisdom here today. If you will live your life like that, if you'd have a good attitude all the way, all the time, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, when you need that extra spending money, or you, if daddy's got it, mother's got it, I'm going to tell you, they're going to dig down. They're going to pull it out. To, hey, man, they, they want to they bless you. And that's the way our good God is. And that's the way life is. Help us, God, to live the life. Let this playing the heart be in us all the way to the bone, then if nobody's not looking or if you're a thousand miles away from this house and you meet somebody, hey man, it, it's still the right attitude. It's still a good spirit. It's still saying it right. It's still saying it the right tone of voice. Hey man, and having the right feelings in it when it's down deep in your heart. And that's where God wants to plant every for every one of us. See, we need to learn how to tune our hearts and let God use us today. First of all, as I began, I told you it was to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This gives you power to work on that heart. The Apostle Paul said, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. This is where you used to be. You used to be here. Hey man, you were in the, you, you walked according to the children of disobedience. This is where we all started. 
he went on further to say, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We also, we had our conversation in times past, talking about until we come to God. It was in the lust of the flesh. It was fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature. You know what he's talking about? We were all born wrong. We all started out wrong, but then we come to God. But God, he said, who is rich in mercy for his love wherein, wherewith he loved us. Amen. Yes, there's no, there's nothing to be proud about that we all started out crude. There's nothing to be proud about that we all got it wrong when we started out. That's why we get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's why we come to church. That's why we have Bible study on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, preaching on Sunday night, is that we may grow and that we may improve and we may become what God had in mind for us to be. Be. Help us, God. Help us to be willing to change. I wonder if there's a hunger in this house today. Lord, I want to be more careful than I have been in the past. You, you may be wondering, what, uh, why am I having these problems? Uh, I want to tell you, after the revelation of what I saw in the study that the Lord gave me, I'm going to have to tell you, a lot of it uh, is within our mouth uh, that's causing 99% of our problems. It's because we just say what we think and whatever comes to our head and what, what, how, what silly thing sometimes comes to our head. Yeah. Is that what happens to your head? That's what happens to my head is silly things sometimes just pop out of my, in my brain. And brother, you let enough of that to happen and you'll, you'll have yourself in trouble. You'll have a divorce. You'll have a wrecked life. You'll have a messed up relationship. I'll give you another reason that, uh, what reason people can't get their heart tuned. Go back with me to Samuel, the 16th chapter, the 14th verse. It said, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. An evil spirit from God troubled him. The spirit of God departed. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's love him right now. Come on, everybody pray with me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say an evil spirit. An evil spirit, the spirit of the Lord departed, and an evil spirit came up on Saul. An evil spirit. An evil spirit came up on him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. And that's when they went and got David to play some music. Thank God for music. Thank God for the music of this church. 
beautiful music, skillful players and musicians that we listen to, and don't they soothe our heart, and don't they bless us? Oh, come on now. I can hear that heart player right now saying, I don't like all that music. Amen. You just need to get your heart in tunes, what you need to get. The world don't evolve around any of us, right? Amen. Find the good. Why can't you find some good? Amen. Hallelujah. But we're blessed. Music, God intended music uh, to be to lift up his name and bring the presence of God upon us. And I guess you've probably noticed, but we've changed the, the way we, we're starting church now. And we're starting church with praise and worship and, and, and courses, not announcements. We, we're giving you announcements. You're getting all those. You should be. You're getting a bulletin on Sunday. You're getting a bulletin on Wednesday. They run them on the overhead uh, before church. So you're getting the announcements. We just, when we get here, we just need to have church. Amen. We just need to have church. And we're starting off. We're going to start off tonight praise and worship and glorifying God because we know God uses music. Amen. And the anointing comes down. Thank God. Thank God for this beautiful singing today. Amen. Quartet that was singing. Amen. All of them. I don't know. We had a wedding last night, Leslie and them. And I was wondering why that quartet didn't sing. Amen. Brother Harris said, if you tell Brother Terry, he'll get up here and sing it. Amen. I thought about it, Brother Terry. But uh, what, a, what a blessing that, that God works through music, and that's what was happening. This, this man, oh, my Lord, he, he touched the very soul of old Saul, and it would settle him down. And this is why people have so much trouble getting their, their harp in tune it is because they've let an evil spirit get on them. I want y'all to stay with me just another minute. I want you to stay with me. Are you able to detect when you feel something all at once come up on you? Can you tell? You know, all at once, you know, you're just walking around feeling good. And all at once you feel this something start coming on you. You feel something start coming over you. And your personality and your attitude and your spirit just I'm just like I didn't even have control over it. It, it it just changed on me and you think in your mind you know this 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 is not right this is not really me but because you've probably already hit some sour notes on that heart and said some words you shouldn't say. Instead of repenting, your ego now has trapped you. And so now you've got to take another step into that spirit world and say something dumber than what you just said.
I just, I just want the Holy Ghost to speak to us today, church. I'm going to tell you, this is an important part of what God's laid on my heart right here. If you can be clever enough to detect, if you can be sensitive enough to the Spirit of God and detect something come up on me, something's got a hold of me when that woman whipped out in front of me and they was all going around me and I didn't want to let anybody in, something shot through me like hot water. Something got a hold of me. Or when you were aggravated because they left the light on. and You know, nobody's supposed to make any mistakes but you. You're the only one supposed to be able to leave the light on. Everybody understand. I'm the one who did this. So it's nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Amen. Praise God. I got some help down here in front. Brother, I've had a lot of help today. Amen. Do you know what? The Lord will use it today to drive the point deeper in your heart if you'll listen to him. And that spirit comes up on you. And it, you, 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 man, there's been people at that moment do stupid things. They've murdered people. They've had car wrecks, road rage, stupid things. I'm going to tell you, evil spirit never does good things. It always does stupid things. Never, never helps anything. It always tears something down. See, that's the reason. Let me, let me, let me show you now. See, if there's not a God, where did this evil come from? If the Spirit of God cannot come up on you, how can this evil come up on us? In the same way, in the same way that that evil comes up on you, all at once you come to morning prayer, you weren't feeling much, but you were just talking to God and you were doing what you should be doing. And that's every day of your life. Get up and tune your harp. And the best place to tune the harp is where at? I'm getting bad hearing. Yeah, prayer is the best place. At the house of prayer is the best place to get your heart tuned. And all at once you walk in here and it seems like, man, God's a million miles from here. Where is God? And you, you don't feel anything, but it's still the right thing to do. I mean, it's like having a nice meal and bowing your head and saying, Lord, I want to thank you for this food because the Bible teaches us to give thanks, right? Not expecting some great blessing, but thank God for when they come. But then you just walk in the house of the Lord, you begin to praise him and talk to God or driving the car or wherever it's at home, washing dishes, sisters, working on the job. Amen. Roy, aren't those glorious times? My brother and I, it was Friday, we was driving along, we just started whispering a prayer, and all at once, the glory of God came down in that truck. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then the tears started streaming. Isn't it wonderful? Amen. When tears can stream down your face and your soul, oh, how it lifts the burden. And just when you're, you're not expecting... 
all at once. Just like I'm putting this coat on, the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. If you've never experienced it, perhaps you don't have an idea, but I would encourage you to seek after it till you experience it. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's not thinking I'm saved and believing I'm saved. Brother, it's knowing without a shadow of a doubt, God has touched my life. God has transformed me by his power. Brother Clint, I'm not the same man I used to be. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Stand with me. Oh, yes, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And this is where hearts get most times out of tune is when that evil spirit from the devil I want to tell you, I believe God has given me this revelation. It came as a revelation. And I want to give it to you because I, this is something that came to me after years of preaching and studying prayer, watching people. I believe that the judgment of God upon people when they don't walk with God, comes from this, simply this. You don't build your relationship with God, so God just reaches down and messes up your relationship with other people. And your life is in a whirlwind. You find no comfort in your home. You find no happiness with your companion because... You're not in a relationship with God. You feel no peace. You're, you're as inside, it's like waves just back and forth. You come in with good intentions and say, I'm going to kiss my wife. And I'm going to play my heart. I'm going to play a beautiful note of love. And before you can get out that good, Something foolish has already popped out of your mouth and you've got your house in just a constant turmoil. And I believe with all of my heart that it comes from because people didn't love him. He fixes them where they cannot love one another. Because if you get in love with God, and you feel good toward God, answer me today. Do you have trouble with people then? If you can feel good toward God, you can deal with people, even their evil spirits on them. See, God may not fix everybody else, but I'll tell you one he can fix. He can fix me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's people that say, I, I don't know why I can't get along. I don't know why our family can't get along. You know the first place I would start checking? 
Give us some of that soothing heart music, folks. Amen. You know where I would start checking? I would start checking with my relationship with my maker. And I'd say, I'm going to get it lined up with him. And if I get those windows of heaven open on me, and God gets to smiling at me, and I get this evil spirit keep this thing off of me, oh, I want to tell you, you won't ever get so spiritual that that evil spirit won't attack you. I don't believe. I mean, that's when we're called out of this world. You won't get so spiritual that the devil won't come against you and try to stir rage in your heart. And I want to tell you what God can be there. He said he would be there. Lead me not into temptation, but he said, deliver me from evil. <laughs> I don't want to get led into temptation, but if I come up against temptation, deliver me, God. <laughs> deliver me, God. Deliver me quick, God. Give me deliverance now, God. Come on, let's pray right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, speak to us right now, God. Come on, speak to us, Jesus. Come on, speak to us, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let God speak just to our hearts just a minute. Come on, let the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to join up with someone in prayer where you're standing today and ask the Lord to help us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let him tune our hearts. Come on, let him tune our spirits all over this house today. Come on, let him tune our spirits all over this place today, God. Oh, give us the right attitude and the right spirit, God. Come on, just talk to him. Come on, lift up your voices to him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tune my heart, God. Tune my heart, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. service prayer six o'clock choir practice at six they have prepared a big dinner over in the fellowship hall please join us just make any kind of contribution you'd like to it and enjoy meal god bless you shake hands and be friendly find a visitor let our visitors know how much we appreciate them coming today